And welcome to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, natural, fancy-colored diamonds, what they can do to protect and make you money in these turbulent times. The number you want to call is one 214 the website, therealmoneyshow.com. In studio today, President Paul Wiseman, Vice President Jeremy Wiseman, and Senior Analyst Darren Long. Darren, we always uh, throw to you off the top for the market update. Well, this week was an interesting week because, uh, like we had said on last week's show and the one before, with gold meeting uh, kind of a bit of a climax in the short term, but two weeks ago, it was up about 15% on the year and decisively it, it did pull back. And March is a month for that. Month, March is typically a month that presents opportunity for buyers. And uh, over the last 40 years, if you look at the chart, March has produced the best buying month overall. So it does not uh, surprise me. And congratulations to those this week that did take advantage of it. Right now, gold sitting at around uh, 1,300 an ounce, and uh, it failed to break and stay above 1,400 an ounce, and as a result, some pullback, which is healthy. Silver is trading in and around 1980 range, and it is trading in sympathy with gold at the moment. Now, Wednesday of this past week was options expiry in both the silver and gold markets, and as usual, the price dropped somewhat. We can expect that on options expiry months, and since the price is below $1,300 per gold and $20 uh, for silver, you can bet that many in the calls that were going to make money last week became very uh, worthless this week and made absolutely zero. Expect that we're going to have some continual pressure on precious metals until probably Monday night after the first day of notice for the next month. Now, traders have taken profits and the tensions have eased somewhat in the immediate short term as far as the Ukraine situation is concerned, but there is much more happening behind the scenes geopolitically that is not being told, that story is not developing. In addition to this, as I said, March is a pullback month and the long-term charts have not been uh, violated in any way. So we do expect gold and silver to hold these price ranges very close to here within a couple of percent. And once they do pass through these ranges, consolidation has happened, new support levels will set in, and uh, we should see uh, a move ahead. Now, despite its financial troubles, uh, we want to talk about something that's very important this month, and it's demand. Despite prices dropping and all of the information that's coming through about Russia situation with Ukraine and possible sanctions, Russia still remained a net buyer, 7.24 tons of gold in February. Turkey added 9.3 tons, and both of these countries' gold additions are physical additions, and they flow through their central bank. One of the things that we talk about in our seminars and one of the things that we are good at understanding is how those flows happen. One of the important points to note is that since about 2009, central banks the world over have become net buyers of gold and silver. No longer are they looking to sell it like they were prior to 2009. They are looking to hoard it now. And this is a part of understanding what the future holds for gold and silver. Now, if you look at gold, it traded above a five-week low uh, just yesterday. Uh, we're taping on Thursday, on Wednesday, and investors kind of weighed that crisis over Ukraine. And remember, gold reached a six-month high back on the 17th of March, near 1,400 an ounce, as the brinkmanship and tensions between Russia and the West intensified. And what we would perceive as one of the worst geopolitical crises since the Cold War uh, began to escalate. Now, geopolitical risk in the form of terrorism – 
and uh, financial and economical war uh, really remains high. And this is going to support gold in the short term, which again, in sympathy, will also support silver. So expect after Monday night, if you're listening to the show on the weekend and you want to get into the market, expect after Monday night going into Tuesday and Wednesday that the reins will be uh, let go and that the horse will start to run again. And we should see gold and silver move forward. 1-877-214-1711, one 1711 the website, therealmoneyshow.com. You mentioned geopolitical unrest, and, uh, you know, you and Jeremy talk about uh, each week here. Um, you go back to 2008, are we, you know, I'm, you listen to the tall foreheads in the, in the financial sector, and they say, oh, it's much better, we're much better off. You know, it's, it's, it's not even close to 2008. Is that true? Are we even close to what it was? Well, we're not, and the situation is, in my opinion, worse. None of the problems that caused the last financial crisis have really been fixed. In fact, in my opinion, they've all gotten worse. The total amount of debt in the world has grown by more than 40% by 2007. The two big to fail banks have gotten 37, 38, 39% larger. And the colossal derivatives bubble has spiraled so far out of control that the only thing left to do is watch the spectacular crash landing that I think is inevitably coming at some point in the paper markets. Unfortunately, John, like we've talked time and time again, most people just don't know this information and they don't understand what's happening. Most people assume that the politicians and the central banks, they have fixed these issues that caused the last great financial crisis. They hear good headlines telling us that the numbers are improving. The economy is getting slightly better. We have uh, some real green shoots sprouting, if you will. Those are terms we've all talked about. But the truth is that we're far worse shape than we were back then. And when this financial bubble finally burst, you will thank the high heavens you are holding quality assets like gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. When we look at 2007, you can ask yourself, was there quantitative easing at that time? Was the government buying back its own debt? Was the debt controlled? What, What rate, how quickly was it increasing? You look at today and you have to ask yourself, if things were so good then why do you need QE? If things are so good, then why do you keep having to create money out of thin air? If things are so good, then why is the debt continuing to increase? And it's such an easy way to look at at the state of the markets and the state of the economy that the answer becomes, whoa, you know, the stock market has gone up in this atmosphere where employment hasn't improved, the real estate market hasn't improved, debts haven't come down, interest rates stay low. There's nothing to show that the, that the, for why the stock market is going up unless it's just clearly QE. It's just clearly money being put into the system. And so you're seeing more and more analysts and advisors starting to tell their clients, stock market's not the place to be. And if, 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 if we want to be ethical about this, we shouldn't put our, our clients' money into this because it could disappear at any moment. This comes back to what Darren spoke about last week in terms of real, uh, real paper versus having something physical, or sorry, not real paper, but paper products mm-hmm. versus physical. And so you have to start being defensive. It shouldn't just be about being defensive, though. It should also be looking for opportunities Clearly, gold and silver are well undervalued of what they were a couple years ago. Mining stocks are also very much uh, undervalued at this point. And you can start to see the opportunity. There's no way it's going to be cheaper to, to mine silver and gold three years from now than it is today. It wasn't, it, it was cheaper 
it, it doesn't get cheaper year over year. It only gets more expensive. Only the supply keeps dwindling. So you start to look at the opportunity and say, yeah, th- we should be defensive. And both bull- bullion, silver, and gold offer a great opportunity to make some money. Jeremy's, Jeremy makes a, an incredible point. The idea that you want to be defensive stems from uh, learning about what has gone wrong in the past. And historically, if you look at uh, what has happened in the wrong in the past, it's that we've allowed debt levels to get too high uh, against what we're bringing in our GDP. And right now, one of the biggest indicators for me that we're going in the wrong direction is really simple. We have major financial problems that all stem or are predicated on these massive debt levels. And like I said, the debt is actually 37 to 40% higher than it was in 2007. So we haven't cured anything. In fact, we are going in the wrong direction. And if you look at it, it's hard to believe how this could possibly be true. But if you look at the Bank of International Settlements that talk about total debt in the world, the amount of debt in the world has increased uh, by 40%. And that is about $100 trillion at this point. Wow. I mean, that's larger than the entire world economy and this is a problem we're not going in the right direction and if you want a recipe for disaster keep following that plan and i guarantee you the politicians the central bankers the people that formulate policy on uh, financial uh, matters they don't have direction they're not sure what's happening so they're using the same old tools from the same old toolbox to hopefully stem the tide until they can figure out what the heck to do but in the meantime what they don't realize is that that tide has swollen into a tsunami me, and it's going to hit everybody so hard and we won't be able to recover because we don't have half of our net worth to give. If we lost half of our net worth similar to 2007 right now, we would be devastated. This would be a, de- a depressed third world country at that point. And Canada is a prime example. If you are building assets and you believe that the economy is getting better, don't take our advice. But if you are sitting here wondering what the heck happened to your wealth, Get some quality assets so it doesn't happen to you again. Own physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. one 214 and therealmoneyshow.com. Paul, tell us about the, the, the parachute we should all have on our back, physical boy. Well, you know, you should own at least 15 to 20% of hard assets like gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds in your portfolio. The thing that kind of intrigued me this week was that Bank of America got fined $9.3 billion dollars for basically defrauding uh, Freddie and Fannie Mae May on the mortgages that stemmed the 2008 uh, tsunami uh, that was going on. The stress test, Citicorp, a few other banks, four or five banks, haven't even met cheap money, zero interest, and they still haven't got their financial statements up, got their capital up to what they need. They're still the banks are still holding mortgages or holding properties that are actually underwater. They just keep if, if a house was worth five hundred thousand dollars, they haven't put it into foreclosure because on their books it's still worth five hundred thousand. In reality it's probably worth two fifty, three hundred. How many homes of like this do they own? They haven't flooded the markets completely. You need to protect your wealth. You work hard for your money. Gold and silver right now has been beaten up. I'm the first person to tell you it's been beaten up. In 2011, May the 1st, gold was trading at $1,920. Silver was at $49. And it got beaten up down to as low as $18 in silver and as low as $1,160 in gold. For three years, we've basically gone sideways. 
Now, there's only certain places you can put your money. You can put your money into real estate. You can put your money into the stock market. You can hold cash or hold bonds, and you can put it into hard assets. Well, if real estate's up and the stock market's up, gold and silver's not going to be up. You're not going to have four things, all the balls up in the air at one time. There's going to be two or three things that are going to be up. Something's going to be depressed. You know, with the bad weather that they've had in places like California, you're going to see prices of fruit, vegetables going through the roof. Weed is moving up. Everything in the commodities are moving up. Oil is broken over $100 and stayed there at $100 a barrel U.S. The U.S. dollar right now, as an example, is one of the strongest currencies. It's the best, it's the worst house, what should I say, it's the best house on the worst street. Let's put it that way. Where are you going to put your money? Into the euro? The euro is is up like crazy. Has anything really changed in Europe? Is Greece doing wonderfully well? The IMF are waiting to bail out. And talking about the IMF, you know, they've just given 18 to $23 billion to the Ukraine. Where did they get the money from? They've got a wonderful printing machine. It just comes out of nowhere. Let's give them $23 billion. Can they pay it back? I don't think so. You know, well, let's, that's another subject with Russia. I don't even want to go there. But when you look at what's happening in the world, is Italy doing that great in Europe? Uh, France, supposedly. Germany. You know, these countries... There's out of all the European countries that belong to the euro, there's three or four that are doing okay. The rest of them are very weak sisters. So the economies are all bloated. They're inflated. It's froth, and that's what's happening. The stock market right now in the U.S. as well is pumped up to the highest it can be. Cheap money went into the market. I was looking this morning, and I'm not a stock investor, but I'm seeing some of the best stocks of the year are down 30 and 35%. And when we see gold drop 2%, headlines, gold drops, massive drop. What a load of nonsense. Give out some numbers, John. If people are interested in getting an information package, want to open an account, get invested in gold and silver and natural fancy colored diamonds, give out some numbers. And when I come back, I'm going to give an example how you can invest and make money in these markets. Stay tuned for it. You've got to get this information if you've never heard it. The number is one 877 online at therealmoneyshow.com. And more of The Real Money Show, the number to call, one 1711 Their website online, of course, therealmoneyshow.com. Paul, we took a break. You were going to give us an actual example how to get some physical bullion. How does it work? Absolutely. People say, why should I own gold? Why should I own silver? I don't get any interest on it. It's a metal. Well, let me give you an example. Over the last 10 years, even though the market has been beaten up in gold and silver, we're still up an average of about 400% on silver. You know, we've been in this business since 2002. When I first was in this business, silver was trading at $3.80. Gold was $250. People bought it, went home, snuck home, never told anybody they bought it. But as soon as it went to $49 and $1,900, how smart they were. You know, silver and gold right now is unbelievably undervalued. We sell the physical product. We're not in the paper business. This week alone, gold and silver has got beaten up a little bit. It's actually, it was a safe haven investment, and people pull out money from this, and they want to go into the stock market or go into real estate. Gold and silver is a safe haven. It always has been for centuries, going back to biblical times. If you look, you can, at Guildhall, we only handle physical product. We don't handle equities. We're not in the stock market. We don't handle ETFs, another form of equity. We don't handle certificates, another form of paper. You know, it's a give you a certificate, you own this, try to go cash it and want in your product. 
banks will never give you back your value if you buy a certificate. They'll give you cash. They won't give you your gold or silver. You want to go and buy 5,000 ounces of silver certificate? Go back a month later and say, I would like my 5,000 ounces. Sorry, sir, we don't do that. We can give you the cash, but we can't give you the product. So you don't want to be owning certificates. You don't want to be owning ETFs. You don't need equities in the gold market. The same thing. We don't sell options or futures and options. We sell the physical product. You can buy gold, silver, platinum, palladium. You can take it home for home delivery. We will sell you any type of product you want. You want maple, silver, maple leaves, gold, maple leaves, one ounce wafers, whether it's gold or silver, 10-ounce bars of gold or silver, 100-ounce bars of silver, 1,000-ounce bars of silver, you can take home. 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. That's one way to get into the market. The second way is we have a depository, which is safe, secure. It's insured with Lloyds of London. We can segregate it and allocate it to you and give you title to the product. You want to buy 10 100-ounce bars of silver, we can give you the bar numbers. It's insured. It's allocated to you. Try getting that from anybody else. It doesn't exist. There's a few companies that do it. We have a depository right here in Toronto, and we offer that service to you. Minimum order. Two 100-ounce bars of silver is what you can put in, or 10 ounces of gold. What we like to say is if you can carry it, take it home, uh, bury it in the backyard, or put it in a, in a sock drawer. If you need a wheelbarrow to take it, and it's, it's funny how many people say, oh, I'll take 500 ounces, I'll take it home. And then, you know, they bring a suitcase, they bring a bag, and Shopping they realize, bag. whoa, this is, you know what, can I borrow a dolly? Can you help me bring it down to the car? <laughs> and if you can't really carry it away, if you need a wheelbarrow, think about using the depository. You need to insure it. You need the liquidity. And that's the key here is you're going to take 1,000 ounces of silver home because you love the opportunity, because you think it's going to 50, because you think it's going to 100, because let's face it, currency values are going down. All central banks around the globe are buying physical bullion and hedging against the collapsing currencies. So be smart like them and you want to get into the market, you think it's going to 50, you think it's going to 1,000. Well, guess what? One day you're going to need to knock on the bank's door and say, I need my 1,000 ounces out of out of my my uh, deposit box because I need to bring it back to whoever I bought it from. Meanwhile, the price is sinking, you know, a, a dollar a minute and you get you get trapped out of the market. Whereas you can simply call Guildhall, we sell it automatically on a phone call, get your authorization and your 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 price is booked. And pick up your check the next day. Right. Nice. So so and it's it's a pretty low cost way of doing business. Now granted, it's bullion. It's an asset, just like you pay insurance on your home and on your car and it costs land transfer fees for a house and, and other costs of doing business. You have to pay to own an asset, but you know what? For the price that you're getting in your in, in your interest right now, which is less than two percent, which is what it would cost you to own bullion, you have an opportunity to buy silver at twenty dollars, with the potential that it could go to fifty, a hundred. You know, just as a quick example, and I'll stop talking. You know, in 1980, the debt in the U.S. was one trillion, and gold went to eight hundred and fifty dollars an ounce. Well, if you if you transfer that today at 17 trillion, take 850 and times it by 17, and that gives you a sense of what gold should be worth against the dec the declining currency. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven and therealmoneyshow.com. The third way that you can actually get into the market as well with Guildhall is by using collateralized financing. Right. It's not for everybody. Um, this is for somebody that is prepared to put up X amount of dollars. You can put up as minimum as. 20% still hold 
if you bought a thousand ounces, you're putting up six, seven thousand dollars. You're still controlling a thousand ounces of silver. As a quick example, if silver today is $20, if you bought it outright for you to double your money, it's got to go to $40. Mm-hmm. But by using collateralized financing, you're putting up $7,000. Silver moves up $7, and you've doubled your money, and you've kept back that other $13,000, $14,000. The good thing about that as well is if the price was to drop from $20 and went down to $18, you've got $13,000 or $14,000 you have kept back that you can buy a little bit more product and cost average because it's going to bounce. Right now, this is a wonderful buying opportunity. You know, if you've got funds, spare money. I'm not talking about borrowing it on your credit card. I'm not talking about going to the bank and using your line of credit. If you've got twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 that's sitting in a bank making you less than probably 1% on that money and you want to put it into a hard asset like gold or silver, you can use collateralized financing, pay a one-time commission, get into this market. If you want to learn more about it, Give us a call, John. Why don't you give some numbers out? one 214 The website is therealmoneyshow.com. Darren, question for you. In the last three years, how many new banks have opened in the U.S.? 100, 200, 300? None. Come on. None. No major bank has opened in the last three years. Mom and pops, you know, small brick and mortar spots, uh, some trust companies and things like that, but no major. I mean, we're still dealing with what the too big to fail really has become, and that's in essence, um, it's an untouchable entity. You can't get fried in in that situation. Doesn't matter who you are working for any of the big six, uh, you know, and I won't go into names, but I mean, they're ultimately uh, free of any type of prosecution. Look at Google and and try to find who's been prosecuted because of what happened in 2008, either here in Canada or there uh, in the U.S. Aside from guys like Bernie Madoff, who are complete morons, um, none of the bankers, these uh, so-called suits, have have ever been prosecuted, nor will they. And like Jeremy was saying before, when we bring up this issue, um, this is much about saying, hey, I don't believe in the establishment when I own assets like gold and silver, as it is about making money. You are essentially bucking the traditional trend it's really interesting to talk about banks opening because i remember a couple years ago almost on a weekly basis the way we've been tracking unfortunately these uh, banker suicides we were tracking how many banks were closing in the united states so i just thought i'd 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 do a quick research here, and um, it turns out that in 2009 the official number of bank failures was 140 banks um, and it cost uh, $38 billion. That number was started to slow. Uh, 2010, 157 banks failed. In 2011, 92 banks failed. 2012, 51 banks failed. 2013, 24 banks failed. And in 2014, thus far, we're at five. That's in the U.S. That's in the U.S. And and the thing you don't see is that the headlines are giving us this this, uh, antiquated story about the success of uh, the quantitative easing and the printing and how that's eased the pressure and the stress of the banks. And they're telling us about how the stock market has risen. They don't tell you who's investing and that it's primarily large institutions that have been propping up the stock market in hopes that us, the little guy, will jump back in. And they don't tell you about uh, the the headlines when it comes to 
all the major sectors like housing. Do they tell you that? In fact, BlackRock, the investment company, the very well-known, very large investment company in the U.S., do they tell you that they have a $6 billion bet on real estate and that they own the most rental property in the U.S.? That's never happened in history before, and this is the type of science experiment that we're going through. And when you look at it, all of those two big to fail institutions, every one of them from JP Morgan Chase to Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, they're all cumulatively larger than they were in 2007. In fact, they're 40% larger on paper than they were back then. They have not learned their lesson, but look nor at, will they. But look at the fines that have been handed. You know, Bank of America, $9.3 billion this week. JP Morgan, over $13 billion in fines and for doing skullduggery. Not one person's gone to jail, and everybody's got a slap on the wrist, uh, and we're not going to make as much money this year. They're, what meaning, story is they're that? meaningless, and how it impacts you, the investor, is very simple. If you don't own quality assets like gold and silver in your portfolio in the physical form, and you don't consider you know, getting into colored diamonds and things of that quality, uh, you are going to be finding out too late when it happens. If you think you're going to know ahead of time if there's going to be another financial crisis, you're not going to. And it's going to be too late. And you're going to be invested in paper. You're going to have all of your eggs in one basket, hoping that the world is going to turn. And in my opinion, it's not going to happen. You're going to miss the boat. And the problem with this uh, too big to fail and the fact that they've, they've continued to grow is if you're too big to fail, A, clearly we can't afford to let you fail, but it's, it's rewarding bad behavior. And the fines are showing that because ultimately the public are starting to go after it and litigate. However, the bigger you grow and the more you continue to be big, too big to fail, the more you're, you don't have control over what the, that bank is doing. Clearly they're, they're, they're doing whatever they want with impunity. And you start to not know what, what they're into. Are they into this investment, that investment? You know, the London Whale is an example. You don't know what these companies are getting into. And this whole conversation is about counterparty risk. And if your banks are getting too big and you don't know what they're involved in, you got to start thinking counterparty risk. And that's where gold and silver come into play. You own your gold and silver. There is nobody else involved in that. No one can take that away from you. It's yours. You own it. You don't have to be one of these... Um, what looks like a list of over 400 banks that have closed in the last four years. one 877 The website is therealmoneyshow.com. And we're going to get into natural fancy colored diamonds as we spoke just before the uh, the show, Jeremy. It's all about yellow diamonds and the rarity. It's tougher to get them and why you should uh, invest in some of those now. We'll do that after the break. More of The Real Money Show, the number one 877 The website, therealmoneyshow.com. Talk about some natural fancy colored diamonds. Uh, Darren, we're going, uh, we're going yellow, my friend. We have a brand new yellow vivid diamond. It's 1.82 carat. It is the absolutely perfect diamond. That, and I, I love everything about this diamond. Jeremy and I were just talking about it. He's going to tell you a little more about the diamond. But this is one that if you're a buyer and you want to know more about it, this is where you got to go. You got to get to the website and check it out. And we're excited about this diamond as we are with other yellows. But there's a lot of information right now out there about yellow diamonds and color diamonds in general mm -hmm. and how exciting and how fast this is exploding. This is a month where you're saving the tax if you're buying with Guildhall. It's March Madness and it is a special that we've been promoting all month. This is why people have been buying. And congratulations right off the top of this segment to everybody that took our advice and has gotten into a colored diamond already. Yeah, if you go to our site, guildhalldiamonds.com, you can just see how many diamonds uh, were just sold. 
because it's ma Marge mad Madness, I believe, you know, buying a fancy vivid yellow diamond, especially internally flawless, is a slam dunk. Yeah, uh, vivid yellow, you're looking at the most saturated color before you go into deep vivid. And you don't ne we don't look for deep vivid as a quote-unquote investment grade because you want the brightness. Uh, I, I always like to say if you think of forest green as a, as a, a saturated color, it's also a deep color. It absorbs light. You don't want that. You want it to be bright and saturated in color, sort of like, let's say, the Wizard of Oz Yellow Brick Road. You want that really saturated yellow, and that's what this diamond has. Because it's so saturated with yellow, it's also the most rare diamond uh, for yellow diamonds that you can find. It's also of, of a good size, a 1.82, and it's internally flawless. So you're really touching every point that's going to make that diamond extremely rare and also making it investment grade. Now, because it's so rare, uh, rarity will equal value. Mm -hmm. And so that you'll see that in this diamond when we, when we talk about um, in the investment. But they're so difficult to find. Um, even the intense yellows are very difficult to find. We haven't been able to replace a one carat intense yellow for several months now to the point that we're starting to try to negotiate with some, some clients to try to bring some back. But the vivids are very difficult to find. And when you do find one, you jump on it because when we talk about appraisals, which we'll get into again with the investment costs, we see that because they're so difficult to get, the prices just keep going up and up and up. Paul, tell us about the appraisal on this one. Well, the, this stone actually is appraised for $197,650. That's the appraised value. That's the mm. replacement value if it was stolen or you lost it. We have it on the website for $110,000, 109995 110000 Again, there's the sales taxes included on the stone to the end of the month. The vivid stone, the vivid internally flawless, is getting really, as Jeremy said, really, really hard to find. I challenge anybody out there on any website, if you go to Guildhall Diamonds, you'll see more internally flawless mm. diamonds than any other company out there probably in the world. We have more vivid internally flawless than anybody in the world. And they're not pictures. It's not mythical. This is not vaporware. We are selling the product. We have the product in stock. So it's not bait and switch where we're going to show you one thing and sell you another and say, I'm sorry, we don't have that. We just sold it. Everything on the site that's available up there is for you to buy. Now, every one of these diamonds, now I don't know where Jeremy actually kind of told you the value of these diamonds. Vivid internally flawless are doubling virtually every four to five years, especially when you buy a stone over a carat and a half. Those are the most desirable stones that people want because they're investment grade. You know, somebody can buy a 1.82, put the stone away. You're paying $100,000. You sit on that stone for 10 years, it's easily going to be worth $300,000. Wow. It's going to double and triple that quick. It's desirable. A 182 is going to make the most magnificent piece of jewelry, whether you put it into a pendant or a, or a ring or Wealth whatever. Wealth to wear. Absolutely. So not only do you have something of beauty, you're going to wear it and you're going to get some value and the beauty of it. It's a hard asset that has a proven track record over the last 40 years since they've been keeping records in auction records, wholesaler records, dealer records. They have never, ever, ever dropped in price. 
it's not like the stock market or where you get every month, you get your statement and you're scared to open it or you don't want to throw up on your shoes because <laughs> one stock's up and one stock's down. All they keep on doing is going up in value. You don't day trade your house. You don't have to day trade gold or silver. You don't have to day trade a natural fancy colored diamond. It's like a piece of art. You know, these diamonds are bringing unbelievable prices at auction. They just uh, got a $87 million for a pink. You're seeing prices that are unreal. These are heirlooms that have been passed down. If you're looking to retire, whether it's in 10, 15 years' time, whether you want to put your kids through university, can you imagine buying a stone for $25,000 and knowing in 15 years' time you could sell that for $75,000, $100,000? That's going to pay for a lot of education. You've got $100,000, for example, 110000 to buy a 1.82 Vivid. You put that stone away for 15 years, you've got $300,000, possibly even more. Argyle Pinks, for example, the mine is going to be closing in 2018. I was speaking to one of my suppliers today that just got back from a tender, it's actually they call it a mini tender, in Western Australia at the Argyle uh, Company, which is owned by Rio Tinto. Um, there was no VS quality stones. Mm. If you go to our website, you'll see Argyle VS quality. Intense, uh, almost impossible to buy. We also have a tender stone, a 0.81 from the 2012 tender. I can tell you, I own that stone. It's up there on the website. We've raised our price from 175000 to 325000 That's the price on the website. Now, ask me why I've got that price, because I can't replace it for 325000 You know, last year, we didn't win one stone at the tender. And we bid 20, 30% more than we did the year before, and we never got one stone. So in my opinion, the yellow vivids are like the argyles as well. I mean, you can get into a, a 1.82 vivid IF for 110,000. If you go to our website for a 0.54 intense argyle VS, not an IF, you're going to pay $135,000. So to me, the vivid Yellow is the stone to get into, whether you get into a Vivid or a two-carat Intense. This is the range that they go, so you can kind of get an idea. We carry three stones, Fancy, Intense, and Vivid. It's like having uh, a Chev, a BMW, and a Rolls-Royce. They're all nice cars, but the Rolls-Royce is top of the line, mm. and that's what you want to buy. But how we price it out, for example, if an Intense right now or a Fancy is trading for about a carat 12000 an Intense is going to cost you 24 and a Vivid is going to cost you 50% more than that, around about thirty five, thirty six thousand 36000 a carat. That's where the prices are. The larger the stone, though, the more the value of the diamond, the rarer it is to find. So go to the website. It's not for everybody. Not everybody's got $110,000, and I'm not trying to, you know, challenge your pocket. But you can get into this investment for twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 for a fancy, internally flawless yellow, you know, one eleven for about fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, tax included on everything till the end of the month. Um, and again, if, if you call me on the 33rd of March, not the 31st, <laughs> you know, we will still on a, you know, a couple of days over. But this is a great time to get in, make an investment for your future, for your kids, for your, their university education, or even for your retirement. It's a hard asset that you will make money. 
1-877-214-1711. The website, therealmoneyshow.com. Jeremy, tell me about the 10-step guide. This is something everybody considering a diamond should, uh, should have in their pocket, right? Yeah, so... This is a new market to a lot of people. Their biggest concern with colored diamonds is not knowing too much about the market and making sure that what whatever they buy, they want to know that they bought they bought well, they bought something of value that they didn't overpay, um, and and just make sure that they covered all their bases. The ten step guide does that. This is really for people who know that they want to buy a colored diamond, but they want to make sure that they're getting the the right type of diamond for them, and they're they're not going to regret it later on. So they're not going to make any mistakes. The ten step guide does that. It walks you through what the company that you're dealing with should have, what you should be looking for in the diamond, um, and it's a great overall way. And we've we've done this ten step guide to really again help those clients who want to make sure that when they purchase that diamond, they can do it with confidence. So not only should you be getting the Precious Metals Advisor, you should also be getting the 10-step guide to diamonds as well, right? Yeah, and, and if you're if you're not quite at the buying stage yet in colored diamonds, but you want to learn about the market in general, uh, we do have our, our general brochure that will go through the fundamentals in the market, why they are so rare, what is a colored diamond, uh, give you a track record to look at, and then if you're, and then once you're ready to, to go ahead and make a purchase, but you still, you know, want that confidence that you got the 10-step guide. We'll take uh, one short break and get right back into it. Recap what we talked about earlier if you've missed part of the show. And of course, uh, precious metals and more on natural fancy colored diamonds. The Real Money Show, the number to call 1-877-214-1711 and online therealmoneyshow.com. And more of The Real Money Show, 1-877-214-1711. The number you need to know and the website is therealmoneyshow.com. Darren. We want to let everybody know for this show, it's the last opportunity you'll have until whatever our next promotion might be. We have still available for every 100 ounce bar of silver or two ounces of gold that you buy as a client to put into your depository account, you will get one free silver Canadian maple leaf coin. We had a lot of people take advantage of that. We had to buy another couple of boxes of them just to keep filling the orders, and uh, it's going well. So we're going to extend that promotion uh, over this show and into next week, and then we'll be done, and we'll have to wait for the next time. But this week has been about understanding where value can be found. We've had some buyers come into the market. Some people bought early in the week. Some people are putting off buying until the late uh, part of the week, but gold trading right now in the range of 1300 so it is slightly off of last week, and silver trading in the 1980 range, again, slightly off in sympathy with gold. Gold. We've had a quiet on the, the front, a slight quieting on the front of the uh, big, huge geopolitical problem with Ukraine, Russia, and the U.S. That is poised to move up the headlines as the week progresses. And of course, this is options expiry week. So we always see gold and silver kind of tail off. And those that were in the money last week are probably banging their heads this week because they're not in the money. But that's the way that silly paper market works. And you don't want to be part of that. You want to be part of the physical market where real physical, tangible, hold-in-your-hand hard assets can be bought. Now, we focused this week and talked a lot about the differences between where we were in 2008 Mm -hmm. and where we are now. And what we've tried to relay to people is that this situation hasn't gotten better. The floodgates are still wide open when it comes to printing money. You've still got the too-big-to-fail institutions, in fact, bigger than ever. You've still got nobody being prosecuted for the issues that have come to the forefront in terms of what caused this situation to happen. And fraud is rampant. There are still people being found all the time if we were seeing things get better at this point in time john we wouldn't be sitting here telling you to own quality assets like gold and silver i know when you buy assets like 
any other type of thing you want to invest in, you expect immediate gains. You want to know that you bought it and you turn on the TV a week later and boom, you're up four or five percent. This is not the way it works with gold and silver. Their gains come in real quick two, three, four month jumps. This has been a cycle process. It has been ongoing since 2002. And despite what you might have in the near term known or researched or looked up about gold and silver and how you feel, you're listening to the show right now. And if you weren't listening, you wouldn't be excited about the opportunity, but you are. You're sitting there listening, whether you're in your car at home with the friends or tuning in online, you are listening because you have a problem. You're not making money in your portfolio. You're not getting excited about what the future might hold for returns on investment. Maybe you're in real estate and you're no longer comfortable with that arena anymore. Either way, you're here listening to what we are talking about with gold, silver, and colored diamonds. This is the time to get into the market. And what Guildhall does is very simple. We bring the physical bullion market and natural fancy colored diamonds right to your doorstep. We make it so easy to buy, so easy to hold, and to get an account open is very, very simple. In silver, you're looking to buy 200 ounces or more. Mm -hmm. In gold, you're looking to buy two ounces or more. And essentially, that would get you started on the way to owning uh, and holding these physical assets in your portfolio. In addition to that, one thing we didn't really delve into in the show, Paul gave one example of it, was another investment approach we have that deals with this physical asset of bullion, but extends the opportunity a little further. It's called collateralized financing, and it gives you, the investor, an opportunity to leverage your money a little bit, to really get your dollar uh, and get a bang for the buck. And that is simply put a way that you can put down as little as 20% plus the cost of business, which is about 5 6% down against whatever you want to spend. So if you want $100,000 worth of gold, you're going to have to come up with $25,000, $26,000 worth of that uh, in cold, hard physical cash. And, and you know when you get that, you can own, control $100,000 worth of product for as little as that layout of 25 26%. Well, the beauty of that as well, you've got 5,000 ounces of silver in the market. Every dollar it moves up, you're making $5,000. So if you're putting in $25,000, the market moves up $5, you've doubled your money. A $10 move, you've made $50,000. A $20 move, you've made $100,000. And a $20 move in silver right now would only take you to $40, where in May 2011, we went to $49. I believe the high of $2,011.49 will get taken out. I thought it would get taken out last year. I was, was wrong. I think it's still going to get taken out within the next 12 months because it is a hard asset. Silver, for example, is not only a precious metal. It's used in everything. It's used in, in manufacturing computers, flat screen TVs, telephones, iPhones. Everything that you use today, basically electrical, has silver in it, but it's not type of silver that can be recycled. I mean, you're going to have to take out with a pin, you know, a little piece of silver. No one's going to do that today at the price of depressed price of silver. But when silver gets to $100, in some third world country, they will have somebody with a pin picking out the silver, don't you think? I do, and I believe that that is coming. Uh, many things have changed in the investment environment wasn't but 10, 15 years ago, nobody had silver or gold in a radar. And when we first started, John, everybody laughed at us, said, what are you doing? We all left lucrative jobs and other industries to come into this area, some with financial backgrounds, some not. But when we did, people looked at us and said, you got to be crazy. But we were right. Silver's up 
30 on average, almost 30% per year since we've started doing this. Gold, again, almost 30% per year average since we've been doing this. I don't care whose portfolio it is, who would turn down that kind of overall gain when it takes only you know 10 years to, to, to see that and realize it, and the best is yet to come. So when we're talking this week, we're touching on all these big subjects like geopolitical risks, and one thing that's important is to always read behind the headlines. We're looking at the situation occurring in Ukraine. We're using it as an excuse to say, hey, gold and silver came off a little bit. There are some reasons for that, among others, a little softening in the stance between Russia and the U.S., but it's a sign of things to come. And the reality is when we look at geopolitical risks, we want to see what's happening behind the headlines. Guess who's buying gold in February? Russia. They added seven tons. Hmm. Turkey regionally they're buying so we want people to be invested in the physical hard assets and you need to cost average i buy when the prices are low i don't buy when it's at fifty dollars i buy when it's at twenty dollars and i buy on the way up this is a great opportunity to buy every single month a little bit of silver a little bit of gold and average out before you look around You've got a lot of gold and silver. You want to take care of it, do it right now. The number is one 214 1711 online, com. While you're there, take advantage and sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor and the 10-step buying guide to buying natural fancy colored diamonds. This has been The Real Money Show.